0: Welcome on in to another episode. It's NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by our friends at Whelan Engineering in the air around the world and on the road. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. As always, MRN pit reporter Chris Wilner, alongside my trusty cohort, Kyle Rickey, one of our MRN turn announcers and booth play-by-play guys. Kyle, uh, we are in the end of March. I celebrated my birthday kind of with you at Circuit of the Americas, although it was on Monday. Uh, We had a great weekend, but a lot of great weekend of racing also as well as now a lot of our racetracks are up and running full swing for the 2023 season. And uh, we've got a special treat for the folks at home, Cup Series champion 2000 and also a NASCAR Hall of Fame member. Bobby Labonte is going to be joining us on the show to talk modified racing because they've got a big doubleheader coming up this weekend in two big series.
1: Yeah, he's kind of turned into a a full time modified ace here the last couple of years, uh, running both in the South and up in the North. He ran select events up here in New England, including the, the Napa Spring Sizzler last year. So I uh, can't wait to, to pick Bobby's brain about modified racing down south, his opening two events of the year on the Smart Tour, and then obviously preparing for what I believe is his first modified race at the Richmond Raceway this weekend. So a lot to talk about with Bobby as he's kind of made that uh, transition, like others have. A Casey Kane comes to mind going from uh, big-time peak of motorsports back down to the local level we've seen kane do it on dirt now bobby along with ryan newman in modified so uh can't wait to chat with bobby about that
0: yeah and it'll be a part of of course nascar weekend as we all talk all things short track racing as the cup series takes on richmond as well lots also to talk about as well with uh, the asa uh, super or southern super series i should say as well uh arca east opener happened this weekend as well so tons coming up on the show should be a good one. And let's dive into that, Kyle, before we get Bobby on the phone. The ARCA East Series, we talked about an Menard Series at Daytona and, of course, ARCA West at Phoenix. But now the East drivers had their moment to shine at Five Flags Speedway, one of the legendary short tracks down there at Pensacola. Uh, and the guy we talked about at Phoenix, who I, was probably my pick to win in his debut, William Swalich in that JGR number 18, uh, kind of put the bugaboos of that behind and dominated every single lap to win uh, there this weekend.
1: Every single lap, practice laps, qualifying, the race—an uh, event that was uh, fairly uneventful. Um, obviously, he led every lap. Uh, talking about William, only one caution flag for the halfway break. I think it's—it's it's not a huge surprise. I mean, we saw what Sammy Smith did with that team over the last two years. Uh, talking about Joe Gibbs Racing, that number eight team car been so strong in the and Arts East Series the last. Three years now, uh, beginning with Sammy a couple of years ago, um, winning more times than not. I expect we'll probably see much of the same from William this year. Uh, Dominant day, uh, a good field of racing, uh, great racing from second on back. But um, it was hard to catch William over the weekend uh, from the second that they unloaded that car until the second he pulled in the victory lane.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But what a great opener for the Arca East series against so now all three of the Arca Banner uh, series are now underway in 2023. Back on the more the local level, another twins, uh, twin 40 events for Hickory Motor Speedway and pretty cool story. So Cade Brown and Vicente Salas both sw- split the twin 40s, Vicente finishing second in the first one and then picked up the win. But when Vicente won, it came down to a final lap pass on Michael Bumgarner. Now you're probably thinking, OK, that's almost regular there down at Hickory Motor Speedway, just with the level of talent. Vicente comes from iRacing. He's an eNASCAR iRacer on the Coca-Cola NASCAR series. And this was his literally second weekend in a real stock car. He goes out and wins the race on a final lap pass against a guy who also is making one of his rare debuts. I think he yep. only has three weekends in the car And Michael Bumgarner. And Michael was absolutely devastated. I mean, we've all been through heartbreaks. I know in my racing career, I've lost races, on the final lap, it, it's not a good feeling. But Vicente goes over amidst all the celebrations and embraces Michael with a big old hug and gives him some positive uh, words of encouragement. Thought that was the coolest moment of the weekend.
1: So Michael Bungardner's the leader and led most of that second forty-lapper on the back straightaway. White flag is out. He's leading by five car lengths or so in lap traffic. Comes off turn four. Not to see the checkered, but to see the caution, because a car was backwards on the front straightaway. They re-rack him for the restart. Bumgarner again gets the white flag as the leader, and then the crossover by Vicente on the back straightaway, of the final lap for uh, him to claim his first win, and like you mentioned, uh, one of his first starts, uh, just his second weekend in a car. Bumgardner in t- almost in tears. It was really close. He was holding it back well. In victory lane post-race because he saw the white flag not once but twice as the race leader and uh just barely uh, lost out there at the end so uh, a, a you know an eventful second race of the night at the Hickory Motor Speedway uh, Caden Brown uh, pretty much uh, led every lap wire to wire in race number one so a, uh, another fun night not as much controversy controversy this week at Hickory which was nice to see
0: yeah absolutely and what a display of sportsmanship too as well so congratulations uh, to vicente and of course Cade brown as well uh other thing to mention this weekend cars tour back in action of course we documented the big changes this year with the nascar ownership uh group i i almost want to call them that because they're all a part of nascar when you have justin marks and yeah. jeff Burton and dale Hart jr uh kevin harvick but carson uh Quapel, who we talked about last year just burst onto the scene in that jrm motorsports number eight machine of course we know what josh Berry did in it of course carson won the title last year Went winless in the opener, but then he redeemed himself at Florence this past weekend, a track he hadn't won at yet, been close the previous two times, including the South Carolina 400, but picked up the win in late model stocks uh, over uh, second place, Brendan Butterby-Queen, who was the South Carolina 400 winner last year, and Ronnie Bassett, a 20th to third charge there at the end to get a podium spot. So Cars Tour, uh, awesome job there. Bobby Labonte's on the on the phone Kyle so we got to get to him. You don't put you don't put a Hall of Famer waiting in the wings too long. Uh we're excited to talk to him so let's get to it. Coming up after this break, Bobby Labonte talks all things modified racing here next on NASCAR Coast to Coast. And NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering. As promised, 2000 NASCAR Cup champion and NASCAR Hall of Famer Bobby Labonte is on the phone to talk modified racing. Bobby, I know you got a busy weekend coming up. A doubleheader between the Smart Mod Tour and, of course, the big one out Friday night at Richmond. How excited are you to uh, double dip this weekend and, and of course, go and uh, make the national tour start out there at Richmond as part of NASCAR Weekend?
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, big weekend for us, uh, you know, we got, uh, pacematics took out units on our car. We're excited about that. And, uh, you know, we get to go to a, a track that I love going to Richmond, which I'd never been there in a modified. So, so that could be fun for me and then followed up with uh, South Boston the next day. And, you know, I mean, if, if all, if all goes well, I mean, what a great weekend. So, uh, kind of one of those things that brings you back to your roots where, you might run somewhere on a Friday night and somewhere else on a Saturday night, and who knows somewhere on a Sunday. So you know when you cup race for so many years, you know you'd bush race, but you know you extended your race on the Saturday before, but you know two different tracks, two different locations. So yeah,
1: should be a lot of fun and uh, look forward to it. You're a couple races into your season on the smart Tour now. just uh, had race number two this past week at Caraway. Kind of characterize. How the year's gone uh, so far I, I know still early just a couple of races in but uh, how has 2023 treated you thus far on the racetrack
3: Yeah well it's a lot of rain <laughs> been, Yeah there's been that Rain out. we made that up at Caraway this past Saturday night but uh, you know we were we were you know we it, it this the, the team is new for me with uh Senator Stanley and and Hermie Sadler so uh car is a little bit different than, than what I did, what I drove last year. So trying to figure that out, but we've had some really good speed at the test, uh, both tests and then get to the race and qualified second, which was nice, you know, good, good, you know, good feel, uh, run the top five, uh, until a late race at Florence and we did most like everybody else, Put a you know, put a tire on the right rear and, you know, we, we just got really loose. So trying to figure out the adjustment in the car and then, you know, we go to Carraway, you know, run up to fifth in in the race and felt really good and, you know, kind of lost the handle a little bit, um, you know, had that fast race to the, or fast lap of the race. So it's been like, it's been good. We just got to hopefully fine tune a few things for me. Uh, that's just kind of bit me a little bit as far as, you know, what I've been used to, uh, you know, but all in all, I think that, uh, you know, I'm obviously looking forward to Ryan on racing with us on Friday night and, uh, Jonathan cash racing with us on Saturday. So yeah, I mean, just, fine tune some stuff and you know, we'll get after it. But we've showed speed and, you know, feel good about that. And we just gotta, you know, hopefully no rain and we'll get to do some more racing.
0: What is the relationship like between you and Hermie and, and obviously when you have Ryan uh, on the part time schedule? I mean, that's gotta be pretty cool to have the relationships back in the NASCAR days and then continue that here in the modified world.
3: Yeah, it really is. I mean obviously um you know no you know all parties for a long period of time, you know, so getting you know not like hey we gotta get used to everybody right now not really you know we're we're pretty much you know we know everybody so so that's good you know and uh but i think it's really cool uh obviously to have ryan he's really 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 good at, at racing anything and you know especially the modified so um and then you know Hermie kind of got the bug a couple years ago and was excited to to see him get involved and when he and senator stanley you know, develop the team, and you know, PaceMatic is a sponsor, and you know, I think that's uh, you know great for the series, and you know, obviously great for me at this point in time. We got a two-car effort, you know, for for the year, and you know, that that's uh, you know, that's uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to use all that and get get Ryan and you know all of us to Victory Lane at some point in time.
1: You said Hermie got the bug a couple of years ago. How did you get the bug to to get to this level of the sport and, and modified racing a couple of years back?
3: yeah you know it was uh you know kind of funny it was you know i i i was uh my wife was going back to school and she was at duke um doing that every um two, three, every three weeks to go there and then every other week to do an online full day virtual right mm-hmm. so i was you know weekend at home and and so chris williams really good friend of mine and he runs the smart tour now series now race director He wears a lot of hats race director i guess we'll call him and um, so he was running bowman gray all right so he was driving you know and and you know he he just loves you know kind of you know been around the sport for a long time loved modified racing you know growing up and knows the history of it probably more than most people do and so he was over at bowman gray you know just having fun you know racing and you know just trying his hand at it and so he asked me he says hey do you want to come over and and help me, you know, and like, just you know, bring your, bring your fire suit and your helmet. I'll let you drive a little bit and maybe you can help, you know, I mean, I was like, well, okay. I'm, well, I've never been to Bowman Gray and it's only like 12 miles a mile, right? So I said, all right, I'll go over there. My wife's at school and, you know, I'll, you know I mean, I was not doing a whole lot, right? I mean, kind of bum, kind of being a bum. So I, you know, go over there, you know, 15 minutes, I'm there. So I paid five dollars to get in, you know, for practice on Saturday morning. So he even run a little bit. He said, "You tried it, but okay." I got in it, got fitted up a little bit, you know. Okay, went out and run a few laps, and, you know, run about twenty laps. Come in, and he's like, "Well, that's pretty good, you know." And Bert was there It's one of Bert Meyer's cars, and I'd like talked to him. And oh, are you gonna come back later and watch the race? I said, "Nah, you know, I'm. Sorry. I watch a movie on TV at home and have cooked myself some dinner, you know. I'm not. Why? Why would I want to do that, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so later on that day, I was like, well, you know what? I could go back over there, right? So I went over there. I paid fifteen dollars to get in, right? Fifteen dollars to get in, get get my pit pass, right? So I go in there and I watch these races on the back straightaway. up in the tower, you know. And I come home and I was like, damn, that was the best twenty bucks I've spent in a long time. I've got to drive a race car. I watched three fights and saw a <laughs> crash and a winner. All on a Saturday night at Beaumont Grand. I'm only 10 minutes from my house, 12 minutes from my house. So that kind of got me started on it. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was like, well, so I talked to Bert and he kind of, you know, we figured out a car, went and practiced a little bit and went and ran a couple races over there and, you know, enjoyed it. And I mean, that kind of got me going. And then a phone call from um, Mike Smith, his brother had COVID. and Do you want to run Florence? I'm like,
0: ah,
3: Okay, you know, so it's like so. But then it was on like Donkey Kong. After that, I'm like, okay, here we go. We're 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 definitely you know injected with the with the race serum at that
0: point. That's awesome. How much fun are you having at this point in your career? When you look back at everything you accomplished on the NASCAR side, and then now with television and SRX, but like, just how much fun are you having at this point in your career?
3: Well, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, You know, I'll be
0: honest with you. Some days,
3: I mean, I'm like anybody else, I'm, or I hope like anybody else if, if you don't run good you don't win or you don't win and you know you're like okay what can we do to get better and then you know i'm not a good I, I i'm like a lot of people i'm not a good loser you know i don't want to lose and i but i want to have fun you know i mean because if it if, if if i if i take it you know i i have to take it serious because that's just in my dna but if you if it ruins your day then that's you shouldn't do it right uh fortunately uh doing this my wife and i we we have a blast um we just we just go um we are always like like all racing like all aspects of it that i've ever been involved with it's about the people you know and so you meet people that you you know you you didn't know you knew them from afar and you you get to know them you you, you know you you race with hermy and and ryan and you know them but you get to know them better uh, you know with with Phil and, and Neil and the team, you get to know them better, uh, the sponsors, you know, and, and, you know, everybody at the race, fans, you know, so it's, it's really a great atmosphere for me. Uh, we enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we kind of pack up like the hillbillies and, uh, Beverly hillbillies that is. And, and we, yeah. um, you know, we, to- we go to the, go to race, camp out, whatever, and hang out and do all that. And, you know, I mean, so with the SRX and, uh, you know, I, obviously I can't camp out at the Fox studio but the rest of the stuff I do so we kind of just enjoy it and uh so we are having a lot and I am too and it's just uh you know I mean we you know we we definitely want to do good while we're there we don't want to just have fun but you know we're 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 enjoying it and uh, yeah I mean it's uh you know so it's a different different way of of racing for me different lifestyle different fun and you know I mean it's uh, like I said, we we've, we've enjoyed the people and the fans and racing in front of a
1: Saturday night crowd is pretty awesome there's a lot of modified options out there. You mentioned the Smart Tour, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. We saw you up here at my home track last year at the Stafford Speedway running the, the Spring Sizzler. In fact, you've been to Stafford a, a couple of times now in a modified. What's your, uh, your your schedule look like for this year? Are you pretty much going to stick to just the Smart Tour? Or you know, are you, should we see you, you know, at some of these open shows up here in the Northeast?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's... Uh... You know, it, it you know there's only
1: 52 weeks in a year, and you know,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it gets pretty busy. So, so life life is you know weekends are full, and uh, you still have to have you know family life. You know, got to go a long ways with all that. It's got to blend in, right? And um, so you know, as of right now, I know that we're we're obviously running four of the Wheeling races starting this weekend at, at Richmond, and we'll go to uh, Wilkesboro, Langley, maybe not that order, Martinsville. So there's our four. Races to so their Virginia, one well, obviously North, North Carolina, um, based and then all the smart races, which is 13 ish, I think, something like that, 12 or 13. Um, you know, summertime we'll have the SRX going, so that's six races. And, um, you know, I know that, um, Paul was asking about going up there to the Sizzler, but you know, that's an expensive deal, uh, to go to, and uh, so we probably won't do that as far as I can see right now. There's maybe a couple opportunities for a, a race here or there um, along the way, as far as the open race, uh, maybe on the Friday night at Stafford, if we don't, because the Thursday night SRX race leaves opportunity to race somewhere a Friday night or Saturday night, you know, if it's available, right? So, you know, that's, that's the kind of option I've been thinking about. I think you've got to race on Friday night at Stafford after the SRX.
0: Kyle Larson brings his Chevy 4 tires, Sunoco Racing Fuel.
1: From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20
3: years to innovating 94 octane, the
0: highest octane
3: on the market, performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here
0: for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco
3: fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.
0: Oh man, Kyle. Bummer we lost Bobby in the middle of his road trip because he was going to have some good stuff there as far as his schedule. But how cool is it for a hall of famer and a cup champion to not only tell us how he got started in racing was by Bo- getting back into racing was by going to Bowman Gray. Cause I mean, that seems to be applicable to a lot of folks that make their trip up to Bowman Gray. They get hooked, but to see how much fun he's having and the variety of things he's doing and the joy he gets to have doing it. I mean, that's, that's pretty special for sure. You know, some cup champions and hall of famers they'll retire and completely walk away, but Bobby's still after it. and He's still getting it. And I think he could p- pick up several wins here this year.
1: Yeah, and it, like you mentioned, it kind of all happens on accident. He uh, spent twenty bucks, and suddenly he is hooked by going to uh, Bowman Gray Stadium first to drive in the morning, and then going to the event at night. And um, I mean, I, I couldn't, I can't believe he lives twelve miles away and never went to Bowman Gray until a couple of years ago. But right. um, you know, but again, he has a whole different lifestyle. I mean, he's a cup champion. He was on the road for for so many years and so many weekends a year that, you know, with all the appearances and everything that, you know, he has had to do over the last, you know, what, three decades since he moved into the Bush series and then ultimately the NASCAR Cup series, um, probably retired and just wanted to take a breather, but then found this, you know, this second breath of of short track life and then he is back in and he is all in it was fun to watch him at Stafford last year a couple of times in the modified <clears throat> loves the people loves the competition and um you know just loves that short track atmosphere
0: well good stuff from Bobby appreciate it sorry the phone didn't uh, cooperate with us but uh, hopefully we'll chat with him. Uh, later on in 2023 coming up next we are going to dive into the nascar wheel and modified tour preview for richmond raceway should be an action-packed friday night coming up this week plus we'll take a look at some news and notes and the calendar with a busy racing schedule here this weekend that's all coming up next here on nascar coast coast presented by wheel and engineering Welcome back into the, the studio. NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering. K Rick, it's all about the modifieds this weekend at Richmond. Uh, one of the coolest races of the year, uh, besides maybe Martinsville, uh, at the at the season's end. But Richmond and the modified, something goes hand in hand between them. The Virginia's racing for racing lovers, 150 coming up Friday, 6 30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Motor Racing Network. What can we expect? I mean, it is absolutely stacked with talent. We know Bobby Labani and Ryan Newman are running. else is going to be on the dock this weekend
1: yeah i think the only driver missing right now is ryan priest who won the the first race back at richmond two years ago um but other than that it is a stacked entry list including last year's winner justin bonsignor uh the driver that dominated and won everything at new smyrna except the nascar Modified tour race matt hirschman uh he'll be there and he has since picked up a, a win on the Smart Tour, Doug Covey driving for Tommy Baldwin Racing, Ron Silk, who won that opening race a couple of months back at New Smyrna. So I think there's 31, 32 cars on the entry list. John McKennedy, the defending champion, he'll be on hand. So uh, it's going to be a great race, and I, I can't wait to be able to, to listen to it here on the Motor Racing Network as the the... The, uh, I guess you call it the, the the cup crew will be there at Richmond. Uh, several of us will be at the Texas Motor Speedway for the Truck Series race. But uh, can't wait to listen to, to Alex and Jeff and, and Mike Bagley uh, deliver all the action here on the Motor Racing Network from Modified Race. It'll also be on Flow Racing on Friday night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A nice exposure for the Modified Tour on the airwaves of MRN coming up once again, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. On Friday night from Virginia, we'll see who can take home one of the crown jewels of the year. Uh, Kyle, some news this week. Kevin Harvick, we know his involvement with the cars tour on the ownership side. Uh, like Bobby, I think, got a little bit of the bug maybe as part of that deal to maybe get behind the wheel. And sure enough, he revealed he's going to be in a late model stock at North Wilkesboro this year. How cool is that?
1: Yeah, that's a big ad. Um, to have Kevin Harvick behind the wheel of a late model, um, driving. A number, the number 62, in the memory of uh, his wife, Delana's dad, uh, John Lindville, who was a three time track champion at Bowman Gray Stadium back in the the late 60s and early 70s in the sportsman division. Um, A nice tribute, a a fitting way to do it, and obviously a series now that he co owns at a historic racetrack in the Southeast. To open a big weekend, I think all eyes are going to be on North Wilkesboro that weekend, from Wednesday right through Sunday, with the NASCAR All-Star Race and all the short track series that are able to participate, including the Cars Tour in the in the nights leading up to to the Truck Race and to the All-Star Race. So. Um, To have Kevin there uh, to open the week is is a big deal and is obviously going to put a lot of eyes on that event as if there weren't an, a lot of eyes already on that event. I
0: was going to say the hype ever since the announcement that okay. North Wilkesboro was going to host that big weekend with the All-Star Race has already been like 10. We're on 20, level 20. I mean, it is going to be an incredible event. Cannot wait for that coming up in the middle of may looking at the calendar before we wrap things up kyle uh we talked about a little bit with bobby double header for the modified so smart modified tour on saturday at south boston matt hirschman is also entered in that one uh bobby running for the championship with the smart modified tour what's the risk you think if god forbid something would happen in the in the richmond race the quick turnaround to get a car ready to go uh for south boston
1: it's a big it's a big risk and could be a late night in the infield at richmond uh, or very early morning at south boston but thankfully they're they're relatively close to each other i think just what 90 minutes or so i mean we made that trip over to south boston speedway a couple of times when covering the events at richmond so um it, it's risky thankfully modified you know you can put them back together fairly quickly um depending on you know how big of a hit you take obviously but Uh, It's a risk. I don't think it's a a huge risk, though. Um, He has a good team. They'll get it done. Bobby's a smart driver behind the wheel. Uh, Should be a great race Thursday night. Hopefully there's not a lot of cautions. We haven't seen a lot of cautions uh, on the tour the last couple of years. I say that, and it's going to turn into a demo derby on Thursday or Friday night. Hopefully it does not. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, It's a risk, no doubt, when you have two races within 24 hours. But thankfully, they're within 90 minutes of each other.
0: We'll see who else makes that trek over from Richmond as well uh, on Saturday to South Boston, a couple other series in action. This caught my attention uh, just with the headline uh, that Casey Roderick and Bubba Pollard. We remember what happened. If you don't look it up on the national first national series, super late model series race uh, several weeks ago, they had a little bit of a run in well, both of them are now going to run double duty this weekend. First with the Southern super series at watermelon capital speedway in Cordell, Georgia, and then make the trek all the way to Mobile International Raceway by plane to run in that series uh, for the ASA uh, National Tour. So, I first of all, big ask, but the fact that the two racetracks scheduled it to where Cordell ran their big super late model race at the beginning while Mobile runs all their local divisions first, where that gives those drivers time to get over 2Mobile from Cordell. First of all, it's genius. Second of all, the storylines are in abundance there. Uh, should be great racing on both ends of the spectrum, but uh, all eyes are going to be on Casey Roderick and Bubba Pollard. Uh, getting after it, maybe this rivalry brewing up. Bubba t- kind of downplayed it a little bit, but you could tell he was still a little bit hurt when we had him on the show uh, last week. So wh- what do you think, Kyle? should be interesting.
1: Is it a private airplane, or are they dealing with commercial and are they sitting next to each other thankfully oh, on what will they be- are
0: taking separate planes but apparently it is okay. private they are flying regionally to uh mobile but nonetheless right. not sitting next to each other
1: that's cool i mean it's like you mentioned and we talked about it last week it's a it's a great storyline he downplayed it a little bit um we did not and it's going to be fun to follow this weekend and and, and not once but twice and gives uh, two sets of fans on saturday uh an opportunity to see uh casey and bubba you know go at it on the racetrack hopefully only on the racetrack
0: yeah hopefully and it's a star-studded field as well the who's who of late mo- of, of super late models are uh, are a part of that as well so again the srl national event at mobile is part two part one will be the southern super series in cordell at watermelon capital other racing going on this week uh hickory has their weekly shows going on national Fairground speedway their opener up by Kyle Ricky and his neck of the woods, Thompson Icebreaker, uh, one of the legendary tracks up there in the Northeast as well. Uh, that should be exciting. And then Kyle, something we need to talk about too, the Arkhamards West series back in action at one of my favorite short tracks on the West Coast, Irwindale Speedway. And Tyler Reif go back to back. He won Phoenix. What do you think?
1: Yeah, he's the, the driver that everybody's watching right now after winning at the Phoenix Raceway in Arizona a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what was an Arkham Nard Series national event? And it was a combination event with the Arkham Menards West. So we'll see uh, which of those drivers that were at Phoenix a couple of weeks ago choose to run the West full-time. I believe there's 18 right now on the entry list, uh, Rife right leading the way. You also have, like Nick, Jonaitis, uh, who is a uh, regular at the Irwindale Speedway, a former champion at the racetrack. Uh, Nick will no doubt be strong come Saturday night. Landon Lewis, who finished second at the Phoenix Raceway. Uh, he'll be a favorite, Favorite. Trevor Huddleston. Always a favorite when the West Series takes to the racetrack, especially at Irwindale. So um, should be a good race. It'll be a late one for those of us on the East Coast. I believe it's 10 o'clock start time, um, 7 o'clock local time out at Irwindale Speedway. Like you said, one of the great short tracks um, of the West Coast.
0: Absolutely. 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, Arkham Nards West Series, the West Coast Stock Car Motorsports Hall of Fame 150. Well, for the first time this year, the Motor Racing Network crew is going to be split in half. We have two events this weekend, a double dose of NASCAR action, uh, and it all starts on Friday at Richmond Raceway. Of course, the Virginia is for Racing Lovers 150. We mentioned 6.30 p.m. Eastern on MRN. Our cup crew out there will have the call for that race. Then they turn right around Saturday morning with cup practice and qualifying at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, followed immediately by the Toyota Care 250 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series that is at 1230 Eastern time while they prep us up for Kyle and I will be part of the crew out in Texas. So second straight week for the Craftsman Truck Series in the Lone Star State. This time we are at Texas Motor Speedway, the one and a half mile oval. That race will be 4 p.m. Eastern Saturday, so about a 45-expected minute window between the Xfinity Series in Richmond and our uh, Truck Series broadcast out there at Texas. That is the Speedy Cash 250 from Texas Motor Speedway. And then, of course, Sunday, NASCAR Live Race Day kicks you off before the cup race at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So, Kyle, you get a double dose of Chris Wilner As I saw you last week, we see each other again this week. I'm excited.
1: I'm going to see you more in texas this year than anywhere else i think uh it's going to be back to back weekends great weekend last weekend at circuit of the americas kind of going back to a little familiar territory we've been racing at the texas motor speedway uh for you know almost 25 years more than 25 years now so looking forward to getting back there and uh seeing the crew and should be a great
0: event for the trucks so lots to uh, turn us in on on MRN between everything out at Richmond and of course Texas Motor Speedway. Hope you can enjoy all the racing action on Motor Racing Network. Of course, we'll recap it and talk all things short tracks next week on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Kyle, safe travels. We'll see you out there, my friend. Sounds good. Thank you. Kyle Ricky, my name's Chris Wilner. Thanks for tuning in. Our producer Pat Jagger's here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by our friends at Wheel and Engineering on the road, in the air, and around the world. and is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard and trusted to perform. We'll see you next week here on Coast to Coast.